Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, June 6th, and we have completed week 22 of 2022. As a reminder, Business Travel 360 is a great resource to take advantage of everything business travel. Here you can listen, read, watch, take advantage of deals, look up events, and even have fun with some great videos. You can check all of this out at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. Chase is planning to launch chasetravel.com later this year as a consumer portal for its cardholders and its bank customers. A total of 66 million U.S. households and a big upgrade on its ambitions in the travel sector. It is also disclosing details on the size of its travel business for the first time. It expects to reach about $8 billion in sales volume this year and is aiming for $15 billion by the year 2025. It also said that in terms of U.S. leisure travel, one out of every $4 is spent on the Chase card. It is also disclosed that it now has identified and plans to launch eight airport Sapphire Club lounges up from its previously disclosed number of four. All of the details were disclosed at the parent company J.P. Morgan Chase's annual 2022 Investor Days. This move to supersize its ambition in travel and control its own destiny versus banks and credit card companies that typically work with third-party travel agencies comes on the backs of its acquisitions over the pandemic of travel loyalty and reward service providers, CX Loyalty and corporate and luxury travel agency Frosh. Chase has already migrated over its cardholders who use its rewards platform Ultimate Rewards to the CX Loyalty platform and as a result has dropped Expedia as its sole travel provider. U.S. airlines canceled almost 3,000 flights over the long Memorial Day weekend, according to FlightAware, with about 5% of the scheduled flights canceled on Friday, 2% on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Delta Airlines had the most cancellations of all U.S. airlines, 782 flights over the weekend, or about 27% of all cancellations. American Airlines, during the four-day period, canceled 259 flights, and United canceled 152, Southwest canceled 117, and JetBlue canceled 131. These airlines accounted for 50% of all cancellations during the weekend. The U.S. Department of Transportation said it is making it easier for Americans to travel to Cuba by lifting flight restrictions that were established in the previous administration. The restriction had prevented U.S. airline flights and chartered flights from going to Cuban cities other than Havana. The Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, sent a letter to the Transportation Department asking it to revoke the restrictions. Blinken said that by opening up flights to Cuba, it was to show support for the Cuban people and in foreign policy interests of the U.S. The Biden administration announced last month that it would expand flights to Cuba, taking steps to loosen restrictions on U.S. travelers to the island and lift restrictions on money that immigrants can send to people on the island. American Express Global Business Travel on Tuesday began trading as a public company on the New York Stock Exchange. Their debut marks completion of American Express GBT's merger with special purpose acquisition company Apollo Strategic Growth Capital, first announced in December. 
That deal closed on May 27th, following approval by Apollo shareholders, and shares under the symbol GBTG opened at $7.55 per share on Tuesday. The debut is a significant milestone in the business travel industry recovery and for Amex GBT, according to CEO Paul Abbott. As a publicly traded company, we will have flexibility to further accelerate our growth strategy. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. Turkey announced that PCR tests would not be asked from visitors arriving from abroad starting on Wednesday. This is the latest step Turkey took to ease restrictions relating to the coronavirus pandemic, which sharply receded the spring. It lifts the requirement of having a negative PCR test taken 72 hours before entry to the country at most and a negative rapid antigen test conducted at a maximum of 48 hours before entry. Health Canada and Public Health Agency of Canada announced it was extending Canada's COVID-19 era travel requirements through at least June 30th. All travelers will continue to be required to show proof of full vaccination upon entry, and unvaccinated Canadians and permanent residents will be required to show a negative PCR test and quarantine for 14 days upon arrival. Unvaccinated inbound travelers will not be able to enter Canada until at least July. All travelers, whether they're residents or not, will still need to be required to submit all information through the Arrive Can app. Italy said it was dropping all remaining COVID-19 entry rules for travelers. Effective immediately, travelers to Italy will no longer need to present proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test upon arrival. Italy is recommending citizens and tourists still continue to wear masks in all indoor public places and crowded outdoor spaces. Twenty twenty two will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Comair has grounded all flights after running out of funds and is awaiting further investment. The suspension will reduce the airline capacity in Africa's most industrialized nation by forty percent and may lead to repeat of the chaos that engulfed airports earlier this year when the nation's regulator grounded Comair to address safety issues. Comair was placed in a form of bankruptcy protection known as business rescue during the COVID-19 crisis, which grounded much of the world's aircraft fleet. While the company went on to secure a funding package and resume flights later that year, the need for capital has returned. A soon-to-launch low-cost airline is taking a different approach to raising capital offering travel incentives to early public investors. Northern Pacific Airways is crowdfunding through WeFunder, offering a 20% discount on their current valuation of $280 million for the first $1.5 million of investors. The unconventional airline is seeking to earn $5 million from the fundraising round. The crowdfunding campaign is currently in the Friends Invest first phase, and the public offering will begin on June 8th. American Airlines and Qatar Airways are expanding their strategic alliance with a new co-chair agreement, enabling Americans' customers to book travel on Qatar Airways via flights to Doha and to and from 16 new countries. Pending any necessary governmental co-chair approvals, travelers will be able to book travel beyond Qatar to their final destination. American's network enables connections to over 250 North American cities and Qatar Airways' extensive network of more than 85 relevant destinations. German rail company Deutsche Bahn has integrated its services with Spanish airline Violing through the airline's intermodal platform. The firm's rail content will be displayed through the Violing global virtual platform powered by Dohop, which will allow passengers to buy connecting train journeys to German cities via the Berlin airport in a single booking. 
According to Duhop, this will extend the area of the Berlin airport to cities such as Hanover and Wolfsburg. The move is another step towards sustainability of the entire travel chain, according to Duhop. French rail operator SNCF has partnered with aviation technology specialist SITA to integrate back office activities with partner airlines. SITA has upgraded its API-based tool to replace its existing solution that helps airlines and rail operators provide train and rail services to customers. The upgrade solution improves the check-in process across 20 train stations where air plus train service is offered. It also enables SNCF to receive and send passenger information from and to partner airlines, such as a confirmation that the passenger has boarded the train and is on their way. And now news relating to the return to travel. Enterprise Holdings, the world's largest vehicle rental business, has announced a new franchise location in the U.S. Virgin Islands, Morocco, and the Bahamas. Each of the three new markets will feature rental car options from Enterprise Rent-A-Car, National Car Rental, and Alamo Rent-A-Car brands. In the U.S. Virgin Islands, the company plans to open locations and provide service on the three main islands of St. Thomas, St. Croix, and St. John, beginning with the build-out of a location at the airport in St. Thomas. FCM has opened a new office in Tokyo, hoping to boost current low travel management company adoption rates in Japan with a direct go-to-market strategy. FCM has been working with Japanese clients via partnerships with Japanese agencies, but the TMC says it will be better able to fill the market gaps with an owned and operated office. Japan is currently the fourth largest business travel market in the world, but companies there largely manage travel in-house, with fewer than 15% currently using TMCs, according to FCM. The first scheduled flight by Freebird Airlines from Gatwick to Turkey has taken off after a two-year delay due to the pandemic. The initial plan for Gatwick by the Turkish airline was suspended in the summer of 2020 due to the pandemic. The easing of COVID travel regulations and the ability to secure a pool of slots at Gatwick has allowed Freebird to start serving from Turkey to the Gatwick airport. With planes once again packed, U.S. airlines have mostly resumed the in-flight food and beverage offerings that they had dropped during the pandemic. On June 1st, United became the most recent U.S. airline to implement significant reintroductions of in-flight food and beverage operations when it brought back hot meals in first and on mainland flights greater than 800 miles, replacing the packaged sandwich that it had been serving during the pandemic. Delta resumed hot meal service in domestic first class in March, after American did the same on domestic flights longer than three and a half hours in February. Alaska was well ahead of both of them when it reintroduced domestic hot meals in first class customers in July. JetBlue revamped meal service in its full service mint cabins last November when it resumed taking orders verbally in the flight. And now in some technology news. If you plan to purchase a meal or beverage aboard your next United Airlines flight, don't plan on paying with your credit card or debit card. The airline has quietly been moving away from taking cash and plastic aboard flights and is instead only accepting in-flight payments using their mobile app. Under the new plan, United is turning their app into an exclusive payment option for future flights. Before flyers board their next flight, they will need to save a payment method with their profile. While credit cards are preferred, registered PayPal users on select flights will be able to use their accounts to make purchase. The card remains on file for a period of time determined by the user. Travelers who decide to add their card to the Mileage Plus profile will be able to use them across all United flights without the need to have to re-add information between trips. 
Travelport has updated its Travelport Plus platform to include a new self-service and automation feature, and it has also gone live with NDC content from American Airlines in North America. The latest update of the platform, which is replacing Apollo, Galileo, and Worldspan as Travelport's eventual sole GDS system, includes a productivity automator tool that cuts down on agents' manual backend tasks and calls to suppliers. It also includes an updated developer portal for agencies and developers that features virtual agent support and an online community. The availability of Americans' NDC content in North America in Travelport Plus comes a little more than a year after Travelport's new agreement with the airline that included distribution of Americans' corporate experience bundle. American is one of 19 airlines that has signed NDC deals with Travelport, and the company expects three airlines in addition to American to go live with NDC content in North America this quarter. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. (laughs) 